<sighs> All right, little mice. What story shall it be tonight? The Big Bad Bear? Yes, the Big Bad Bear. All winter long, the Big Bad Bear sleeps. And when he wakes up, he is what? When he wakes up, he is hungry. And what? What is he hungry for? Just about anything? All right, smartass, I guess. What, what I meant to say is, what does the Big Bad Bear crave the most? A little mouse? A little mouse. Just like you. Still alive and kicking with its tiny little coat and backpack. That's what he likes the best. 100% alive. And do you know why, little mice? Because the big bad bear is most hungry for friendship. He craves friendship. And how do I know this? Because I am the big bad bear. Oh my god, he took his hood off and revealed himself to be the big bad bear in the disguise of our elderly mouse caretaker. Ah! Uh, Ernest, is that you? S Celestine, I thought I'd never see you again. Oh, Kirby, uh, I, I mean Ernie. Tonight on Nightcaps at the Theater, we are watching Ernest a Celestine. Or for you Americans out there, Ernest and Celestine. Excuse me, mister, if the Big Bad Bear was you, then what happened to our caretaker? Let's just say she's not very far. And boy, does she feel an appetite. Bonjour tout le monde, et bienvenue à Nightcaps at the Theater. Did you hear that? He's speaking French. <laughs> Was uh, that Spanish? <laughs> Italian. Italian, oh. Uh, let's see, I am here with uh, my body. I am Matt Cabrera, and in addition to my body, I've got two other bodies here, and not the two you might expect. Introduce yourselves, please, gentlemen. Um, I am the sweat rag that's been ringed out so much that it's now just a pile of ash on the floor. <laughs> Jonathan Kwiatkowski. Is that what happened? Can you turn rugs into I would ash? imagine if, like, it's rags? so sweaty it just disintegrates into oh, your hands. Chernobyl. Right? Like, you gotta Chernobyl. stop touching that Chernobyl. graphite. Yeah, don't touch that graphite, Dan. We learned that during our abuse segment. <laughs> don't pick up a piece of graphite from Chernobyl when it explodes. However tempting well, it may be. Yeah, assume, it may be a shiny rock, but don't touch it. It, it, it glows. <laughs> and who are you? 
Well, uh, <laughs> you're back again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the man with no name, Dan yes. Ryan. Uh, <laughs> oh. I'm uh, I'm here again on another, uh, not a crossover. I'm just here. Uh, <laughs> you're, now you're uh, just the guest. Very much taking the uh, the wind out of the sails of the previous time that I crossed <laughs> over on here. But uh, so we didn't think about this in the long um, run, but it works in the same <laughs> but way. You give the fans what that's, they want. That's so. called corporate synergy. <laughs> the Japanese loved our last episode on Digimon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They loved the ratings. So just. <laughs> Look at that! Through the roof, but so much of viewer mail. Uh, so uh, you've caught us at the tail end of anime. So tail end, in fact, it is now the middle of June or end of June, depending on when you're hearing this. So we try here. Some say slow, we say deliberate. Yes, uh, where we take a look at an animated classic spanning the globe. What will we watch tonight? Who knows? It's not my pick. Dan didn't pick it. Oh, oh, it's mine? <laughs> yeah, it's yours. Oh, let's see. I guess we should recap our hints from uh, <laughs> the very couple vague, episodes ago. Stupid. Yeah, because that was before I had <laughs> planned anything. Yeah. Uh, I think I, I don't even remember. It was like, préparez-vous. For la grande aventure. Bon, bon, bon aventure extraordinaire, bon I think. Bon grande yeah. quelque bullshit. Yeah. So that's that's what your hint. <laughs> sure, oh. sound party. Whatever he's saying. Hey, however vague uh, of a statement that was, you seem to have a guess. I think we have a guess. Do, but you, do you think? Have, do you have any more hints? Hmm. I kind of want to hear the guess first. Oh, but if we get it right at the first time, just you imagine. think that's not exciting? I don't think that's as exciting. I don't really have many more hints. I've got, uh, I've got uh, pencils. 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 Oh, maybe it's pencils. not then. Hmm. Maybe it's a different movie, Dan. Or maybe huh. I think it's pencils. Yeah, it could be <laughs> maybe like a chalk. No, it's definitely like a lead kind of texture. Lead. Huh. Maybe it's not the movie we were thinking of, Dan. Because yeah, um, can we reveal right. what we were thinking of? Uh, yes, please do. We were thinking of the triplets of Belleville. Oh. I knew you were thinking of Damn! That. I've been doing the game! But that's not 80 minutes. That's like it two, is 80 minutes. No, that's like two hours. No, it's eight, I looked up the time on Wikipedia. It's really? 80 minutes long. I could, because I feel like I looked it up well, too. Well, now there's well. egg on my face, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I blame you. I came here for a Magnet Classic. Dan came here for a Magnet Starring French ladies yeah. saving their maybe oh. tour to France. I don't know. Now <laughs> I just have to get cultured in a different way now. Oh, you're right. Grumble, <laughs> grumble. Oh, you're right. 82 minutes for triplets of yeah Belleville. i thought you would round down you know being the casual viewer <laughs> we are i think if anything i rounded up oh no i think it's like 79 minutes oh but uh wow it felt so much longer when i watched Lead. it what, what could be land? <laughs> that's i'm glad i bamboozled you because before this i was saying there are only two picks <laughs> french, there are only french two animation. french animated <laughs> movies in the history literally of the there's world. two and these two movies actually share the same producer ah um yeah, this person, I think they like made their name off of Triplets of Belleville in 2003, and they came back for more. More of the audience's hearts in 2012. 2012? But that's just a few years ago. Mm. Does that mean no rendezvous tonight? Oh, this No, no, I forgot how to say unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> oh. Well. But, uh, yeah, I was thinking. that's I was between these two picks, and that was the other one, but I was like... It's been after Transformers. It, it was just a little bit too weird. Yeah, I, I wanted something reassuring. I didn't oh, want. Okay, I didn't want anything uh, that I would have to uh, too kooky or crazy. I just wanted a nice little comfort, coziness. Oh. Hmm. So uh, I guess yeah, 
so he chose a Serbian film, (laughs) (laughs) the animated version. Uh, Faces of Death. (laughs) No, I have um, I have a hint, but I think you guys might get it after this one. You assume highly of us, sir. (laughs) I'll say a bear. Oh, it's that. I I don't remember the name. (laughs) You got it. No, but keep going. And I'll say a mouse. A mouse. Is it that Ernest and... Brain goes right to Paddington, but that's not (laughs) right. Fuck, it should be Paddington. It's Ernest and that other thing. It's Ernest. Yeah, and... And Celestine. Celestine. That is what is on the marquee tonight. Oh, all right. Yeah. That's cute. I saw this on Netflix, not saw it, but didn't watch Uh, it. The thumbnail, you probably scroll past. I I remember a fun thumbnail (laughs) with a bear. Oh, that's good. I mean, so you guys haven't seen this one. No. Nice. I am happy about that. Because uh, we were just talking about it before. He was like, I think I've seen your pick. <laughs> and I really thought he was talking about the triplets. And I was like, if, you, if he is talking about Ernest, I'm a little sad. Oh. I, I want this to be a new experience. I've been tricked. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get into some uh, details. So this movie, this animated feature, it's based on a, a series of books by Belgian author Gabriel Vincent. Vincent. <laughs> Ah, um, <laughs> he's good. Uh, yeah, re- yeah. Really released between 1980 and 2000. Uh, it was screened at Con in 2012, mm-hmm. and was released in the U.S. the following year by G Kids. Oh, we know G Kids from our other podcast. <laughs> yes, we're familiar with those. Shenanigans yeah. with the yes, those, those gangster kids. <laughs> uh, there was an English dub released the year after that in 2014. Uh, Ernest and Celestine, it's uh, the first animated film to win the Magritte Award for Best Film, Ah. which sounds really impressive (laughs) until you realize that this award ceremony actually launched just one year before the film's release. Oh, well, it's timely that it came out afterwards, right? (laughs) Otherwise, it would have gone... Uh, would have gotten nary a single Magritte Award. (laughs) Uh, It was also nominated at the Oscars. Let me, let me, oh, I remember let, this year. It was. Let me, let me ask you guys. Uh, oh, I yeah. like I like playing games yeah. with my co-hosts. It was nominated against uh, Despicable Me Two, The Crudes, Frozen, Ugh. and The Wind Rises. Which Ugh. do you think won well, that year? We know from our podcast that the <laughs> Wind Rises, Rises did, did not, not win. <laughs> so yes. of so course that, not. That nicks down one of those. <laughs> Probably uh, mm. the closest contender. Yeah, I don't think the Croods has anything noticeable in it whatsoever. No. So nope. we'll get rid of that. More Despicable Me too. But it could be a trick. It could be a trick against that and Frozen. I in a world, I guess Frozen would win because you know well, I would, I, it I, won I, best song that year. We know that. It was frozen. It, yeah. Okay, well, that was an, an so, easy... So <laughs> Thank God it was a despicable <laughs> me too. too. <laughs> yeah. Frozen, uh, shout out Ernest and Celestine. I, I, listen, I still like Frozen. They're, mm-hmm. earn, they're earning some people's goodwill with those freaking trailers. Oh my those goodness. action yeah, packs. The Frozen 2 trailer? <laughs> oh, it's just so good. But, uh, no way. I, a foreign film at the Oscars, it's always nice to see. I wish yes. maybe it got a little more recognition. Mm-hmm. I feel like this movie, it's it stuck in my brain since... You know, 2012, 2013, when it released, I was like, I know I want to watch this at some point. And I never had until having to pick it for this podcast. But it, and I feel like it kind of fell off uh, the face of the earth quite quickly. <laughs> yeah. Nobody really remembers it. It doesn't come up often in lists or anything like that. But um, I think it's just delightful. Oh, well, we could all use a little that in our lives. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
two of the three co-directors. Um, this does uh, animated films. They seem to have many directors at the yes. helm. I'm not yeah. Unless you're sure Miyazaki, why. then you're yeah. the only one. <laughs> um, two of the three they previously worked on a town called Panic Ooh. in uh, like 2008 or something. A poster for this movie can actually be seen in the beginning of Ernest and Celestine. A little Easter egg there. Uh, the other director, the third later released a critically acclaimed animated feature, The Big Bad Fox and Other Tales, in 2017. I want to sue for libel. That's my character. I am the Big Bad Fox. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> I was thinking about uh, the Other Tales being the name of a, a sex tape porno. But it, well, your mind just, just did have to go there on this child-focused children's <laughs> cartoon episode, didn't hey. it? <laughs> They're going to have to grow up eventually. That's true. Transformers taught me that. Yeah. Oh, still still so sad about Optimus. All right, the hell star scream. He got shot in the head. No one Megatron yet. Yes. You know, it doesn't take much for him to betray. No. <laughs> no. Uh, so this movie, it has a unique watercolor aesthetic um, with lines that are drawn with a realistic pencil texture. Just like that Nickelodeon commercial. <laughs> Remember when the hand used to draw? Like with the face? Little, or the little girl used to paint with her paintbrush. And, and they did like gardening yeah. activities one time? Yeah. 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 Oh, I don't remember that, but I do remember Disney Channel when they would wave the wand <laughs> and like throw it to somebody else on the next screen. Yeah. Oh, that was nifty. Mm. Uh, and this, this movie looks about as hand-drawn as you can get. So... <laughs> That's that's worth appreciating, I guess. Yeah. Um, and there was apparently a TV show developed in 2017. I don't know. I only found one source for that, and I tried researching. It doesn't seem to exist. So, don't know if that's true. <laughs> Maybe it's uh, sh- on French lockdown, inaccessible to us uh, Americans. Mm. This was also Perrette. Radier's last film. Uh, she's a famous voice actress in France, known as the High Priestess of Dubbing. Ooh, uh, she, what a title! She, she dubbed a voice in uh, the Lion <laughs> King. Did you have to go to school for that? <laughs> uh, she did double voice in the Lion King. Not sure which character it was. <laughs> All of them. Um, and yeah. <laughs> what, what French character was in the Lion? The new Lion? No, no, no. Like the... the French dub. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and she uh, died at the age of 74 shortly after this movie's release. Um, this was also, coincidentally, Lauren Bacall's last hey, film. I know her. Yeah, I thought you yeah. might. Uh, I think she's like famous on stage and things like Movies, that. Movies, yes. You know, uh, <laughs> what are those? <laughs> Moving pictures, talkies? Yeah. yeah, we only watch animated movies for this month. We don't know about the other ones. And we lose all information, all knowledge yeah, about other types it. of films. Mm-hmm. Um, this was also her last film because she died at the age of 89 shortly after its release. Uh, but what's weird is I think they even played the same character on the English dub and the French dub. Mm. So Is the character maybe, cursed? Yeah, maybe a bit of a curse going on there. Mm. Uh, let's <laughs> see. Intriguing. <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> uh, director Benjamin Renner. Uh, he is quoted as saying, in France, we don't have the money to make Pixar movies. The artistic style becomes our strength. I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't think that. Pixar has the Somebody ability to make, make Pixar, Pixar movies. That's, that's neither. Let's, let's keep going. <laughs> but, um, uh, the artistic style becomes our strength because it's the only thing we have. We can't do perfect shading and stuff like that, so we have to find other ways of telling a story. What do you expect us to do? Animate the movie? <laughs> 
<laughs> you'll sit and you'll like it. I don't know. From how he's uh, comparing himself to Pixar, it kind of seems like they are capable of some perfect shading. <laughs> but <Ba-dum>, boom. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he, in order to develop this film, he approached it from a minimalist point of view. He said he likes when just two or three lines can come together and form something emotional or with meaning. He also wanted to give off a spontaneous look, which means, uh, you know, from his definition, meaning not at all perfect, um, not going back to correct things after um, they've been submitted for review, I guess. Mm. Um, He's a fan of making everything look like a sketch, or at least for this movie. It really, um, if you look at like the, the covers of the Ernest and Celestine books, novels, graphic novels, whatever they are, kids, literature, um, the art style really perfectly emulates the covers of those the illustrations found within so i'm pretty uh in awe of that feat i think they captured it pretty damn well um before director jeremy renner was given the title when the movie was just being pitched he told a producer legendary producer didier bruner of the triplets of belleville and the kiriku trick trilogy uh fame (laughs) Uh, Yeah, the director told the producer he just really wanted a role in this movie, no matter what it was. He'd be willing to bring people coffee on set, and then uh, he just wanted to do anything. Uh, A gopher? (laughs) (laughs) In response, in in response, the producer said, "Okay, you can be the director." Oh, well, what gumption? It was was just that easy. Uh, They used a mix of proprietary software. and Adobe Flash to animate the movie. Which wow. is surprising to me because Adobe Flash is a fickle motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. likes to crash all the time. But uh, apparently it worked for them. I think they do uh, a great job with the English translation. Uh, and I'm going to leave it up to you guys if you want to see the original French dub oh. or the English dub. Oh, don't make me sad. Um, I think I do have a slight preference for French. But when you do watch the English one, you get some nice voice acting from uh, Forrest Whitaker in the main role of a uh, title role of Ernest Mackenzie oh. Foy mm-hmm. uh, as Celestine Lauren Bacall as a uh, the gray one Paul Giamatti as the rat Always judge Giamatti. he's in everything <laughs> uh, William H Macy as uh, whoever Jeffrey Wright as whoever Vincent Grass never heard of him and uh, you have the fun Real life couple of Nick Offerman and Megan Mullally playing a playing a couple here, so that's pretty nifty. I like it, but I don't know. What are you guys feeling? I'm not sure. I was going to leave it up to you. Whatever your preference, it's your pick. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with French. All right. And uh, with that, my notes are done. Yeah. I've wasted enough of your time. It's about uh, probably about the same runtime as the movie. (laughs) <laughs> However long I've been going on and on for. No, so let's it's not. Just, let's just get into it. Woo! This is Ernest et Celestine. Pour vous. Mon Dieu! Dad's like, I don't know French. <laughs> <laughs> If you weren't a furry before we watched this movie, raise your hand if you're a furry now. To the audience, all the hands in the room. Every hand, (laughs) all 50 of them are up in the room. And maybe a little more than hands. Mm, What did we just watch? 
Ernest and Celestine. Uh, that translates to Ernest and Celestine. <laughs> ah, yes. Just so you know. Thank you for the clarification. You're welcome. Dude. Uh, and this was, uh, I, I did forget to mention before, it's a French-Belgian co-production. Oh, there was a big waffle in the room <laughs> in this movie. Uh, I know. And uh, yeah, that was the whole contribution from the Belgian side. It's just that waffle. Yep. <laughs> Making sure it adhered to their standards. Mm-hmm. And what were we drinking? Ooh, that's kind of a good question. I believe one Ooh. is named Stella. Stella's a white wine. <laughs> yes, yes a good. white wine named Stella. I only got it because of the cover. Yeah, it, uh, a, it evoked the a, kind of stylist. A European woman on a moped <laughs> of sorts with a, a scarf. <laughs> I mean, if I looked any closer, it'd probably be me on the boat. <laughs> I don't next. think you got paid for that shit. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, and I just got it because the label, you know, the colors, yeah. the art style, it evokes what we got in this movie. And the other one was a, a Merlot, a red wine named Toasted Head. Mm. But the name is not really of a relevance. It's a... Uh, the bear on the label. See the bear on the label you were, there, Dad? You were stalking. It was a little foreshadowing. <laughs> <laughs> we always try our best we on nightcaps at the theater. It's and a, you can believe us, audience. It's truly and, what's on the bottle. And it's not just a bear. It's a bear uh, that seems to be exhaling fire. fire. So it couldn't be any more fitting. Yeah, it ties into that. This uh, movie. Denouement. Yeah. <laughs> Pardon my French. Ooh. <laughs> The maison. Le pantalon. No. I don't know what a French. I don't know. Your parents are Parisians. Uh, so, yeah, this movie was cute. Initial thoughts. Yeah. It's cute. It was cute. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's cute as hell. I could see how it's triplets of Belleville producer adjacent. I feel like it's more for younger audiences, though. But. We, yeah, we can all enjoy it. was kind of haunting to me. I saw that as a as a young adult, <laughs> oh, as yeah. a twenty something. It's a little bit traumatizing, especially with the dog's like random stress dream, and he's like dreaming of chasing the train and his master on the bike and the like yeah. endless Vitruvian circle that is yeah, life. There's, there's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't think triplets would be the thing you introduce your kid. <laughs> To, yeah, know, the French animation with, but you know, this would be good. This yeah. was, was a yes. lovely movie. I would so. show I this in a, school to the I kids. Needed a come down after uh, Transformers. <laughs> oh yeah, that almighty high end some Digimon, right? We need a little <laughs> aperitif. So we begin the film, and we learn the lore of the story. <laughs> Bear and mouse Do cannot be friends. <laughs> it is forbidden. It is forbidden. <laughs> Well, it's uh, it's bears above, mice below. As Dan picked up before, it was like quoted like the movie that was in set in France as above, so, so below. below. Which we mentioned <laughs> on this podcast, which I do love. This I I love that French yeah, movie. No, no, I mean, it, it's it, a great movie. Yeah. It doesn't bear any relationship. Whether or not this, it has but, any overarching, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was just a saying. I but, thought of a upstairs, downstairs, yeah. down also, Abbey. Also, doesn't really play into this. Yeah, much. I thought of American Tale with her no. <laughs> Cats in America, except the Siamese. Why are the Siamese the only cats in America? That know. is strange. Are they working the railroads? In the- oh, <laughs> Lord. I mean, it's American tale. Yeah, Come it on. happened. It's full of racial stereotypes. <laughs> you got to identify the mice somehow. You got to own it, America. Yeah, but in this movie, there's only bear, mice, birds, and referenced other animals. Oh, yeah, there are birds. Yeah. yeah. Living, are they on like, the hierarchy? What we think as birds, just regular birds. Yeah, it's just regular birds and 
presumably yeah. maybe regular ant, but we don't know. It's like Disney logic, you know. There was a rabbit thrown in, like a yeah, statue, a rabbit, the rabbit might like be shrew. long gone. Yeah, so. yeah. Elephant, yeah. That was the last rabbit that ever lived. Yeah. He died a, in the war. In a setting that I'm far too familiar with, the Parisian Catholic orphanage in the dark, <laughs> Madeline style, so... Oh, yeah. I was really used to this. Twelve little girls in two straight lines. Otherwise, they get beat by the nun. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, I, I assume this was the gray woman. Yes, the gray one. Yeah. I I kind of loved her. Obsessed with her. Yeah. Best character in the film. She comes out. She has her own little stage. She form in front of the mice orphans. She has a backstory that we don't uh, we don't see. Yeah. But we're I know it's there. She had many liaisons <laughs> in her past. In the books, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Perhaps. But uh, she approaches the children who seem afraid of her. And she simply just claps. And the children strike to attention <laughs> and she knows what she's doing and she goes what story shall it be tonight shall it be about the big bad bear and seems like the only story she knows yeah i know i i feel like every story she tells she inserts a big bad bear in this yeah, right. propaganda yes. <laughs> <laughs> get them while they're young dad get them while they're young an ex-boyfriend of hers yeah and um there was some nice shadow play here as she's like stirring her tea and her shadow morphs into like a hideous creature which i liked it's like oh it's like over exaggerated through the mind through the eyes of a mouse child, <laughs> anything could appear to be dangerous. Mm-hmm. But one girl, Celestine, she, she is an artist, and they whisper the mouse children to her and go, Celestine, why are you drawing bears? You must not, Celestine, you'll get, I don't know, in trouble. They can smell the drawings. <laughs> I don't know. They don't like any, you know, the nail that raises their head gets hammered down the quickest, right? Yeah. Uh, but uh, Celestine is not so sure that bear should be bad to which the gray one <laughs> replies oh really though bitch hold my drink right uh, but she's like you know the the one that gets eaten the most in these stories oh, yeah. is a little obnoxious one that can't keep their mouth shut and stay in line <laughs> just like well, every good horror film yeah <laughs> yeah and at this point teeth play a prominent role in the movie oh yeah which I didn't think was gonna happen until later but it's a very interesting motif I could see a lot of like posters artwork devoted to like teeth in this movie I like how it happens uh, just completely unexplained and you don't get like a yeah. real resolution for a while but we do but um, it's interesting that they start this because the gray one's tooth falls out into her tea and they can't yep. understand a word she's saying and <laughs> we're like oh it's funny at first but then we realize there's deeper lore here oh, like yeah. the whole basis of these two societies is teeth <laughs> so but i <laughs> show I, me like, your teeth all reunion time yeah, like my, before the whole teeth thing <laughs> came into play i was thinking like was this did she choose bear and bears and mice because, like, there's some French saying that, like, <laughs> if you got bears above, there's mice. So I but look then, a bear in the tooth and you'll but, get a mouse in the eye. Well, yeah, <laughs> no, but, but in in retrospect, it's just that they both rely on their teeth, but one's you know, yeah, yeah. The only stick, yeah, so the only like French idiosyncrasy I could maybe think <laughs> idiom, of idiom, dear. No, no oh, idiom, idiosyncr- idiosyncr- oh, well, yeah, because I yeah. That's true. It's not an idiom. An it's, idiot's uh, idiom. There's mine. <laughs> it's um <laughs> in French. Bear is urs, urs, like ursa, like, like the s is silent, Urs. but it's urs. Urs. And mouse is souris. Souris. And so maybe it's like a little similar. They're spelled Urgh. kind of similarly. Souris. Yeah, kind of like but, reverse, uh, kind of. So that, that, yeah. that makes sense. But other than that, I don't really. It's I don't funny. Know if there's That's anything the exact there. same thing I said when Dan insulted my last outfit. Ugh, souris. <laughs> 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 I was coughing on my phlegm in my throat. But it's very cute. Um, and the children devolve into a pillow fight because, you know, anarchy remains <laughs> without the teacher in the room. This was representative of my classroom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whenever you lose your teeth. 
Yeah, literally. They don't listen to me anyway. Uh-huh. Um, but she gets her truth back and she's like, Salos, back to bed <laughs> before I whip you. Yeah. Um, but it's a pan up and we're like, oh, these orphans. It's a little sad life. But are all these children orphans? Like, are all these children? I don't know. There, there's a lot of questions here. Like, why do they have that one big orphanage with just some of these children? That's true. They can't be all the children no. in Mouse I mean, I assume maybe her parents died and she's just an orphan. But I, I, I just think I'm thinking... Too hard about this. Yeah, I think I think might just be a regular orphanage. Yeah. I mean, with mice, obviously. Yeah. But it's, <laughs> yeah, it's they just have, a regular they mice have infrastructure, so it's yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're an intelligent society. They're civilized. Yeah, but someone breaks out the xylophone and the intro credits begin. It's <laughs> <laughs> we really yeah, yeah, we assholes from the She's like we assholes. Um, but it, they're rocking that in the clarinet, and we get a transition to bears sleeping. Um, he's sick, and every time he sneezes, his house gives a shake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the snow falls. Uh, <laughs> he has nothing in his house, and he wakes up, and he goes, I'm hungry, right? I'm yep. hungry! Uh, real relatable mood. Uh, can't find anything to eat but crumbs. Nothing but a crumb. <laughs> Puts it in the spoon, and tries to eat it, and all these birds are giving him shit. Yep. And he imagines a little turkey. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. A little Seinfeld. A little, uh, a little coca. <laughs> we, because I, I apologize yeah. if I can if I can contribute one yes. if, my presence in this episode if I can we we reference Pokemon a lot oh and, and well, this here is we set go in France and no yeah. and the little the little yeah. fletchling the little yes. orange headed birds those yeah. are, I think those are like a major those might be a major French bird so yeah. obviously those mm. little I think I forget what they they are but yeah. it's they show up everywhere. They're always in everyone's business. <laughs> they were in Earth's. Earth that concludes what I'm. <laughs> Go on. One segment of the podcast. Um, yeah, so that happens, and the bear sleeping gives the crumbs to the bird in order to try and eat it, but then the bird outwits him and just flies away while he smacks his hand, and we get Ernest is a bumbling fool. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Couldn't harm a fly. Um, uh, meanwhile, we learn that the bears, um, believe, well, Celeste is waiting to, in the sewers to go up and kind of do what she's supposed to do, which we don't know about yet. Yeah. And at first we think she's like a robber. She could have murdered these bears in their sleep. Which? And take what they need. So she listens at the window to this bear family at the King of Candy store. This poor, poor. Poor bear family. <laughs> They've gone through so much. <laughs> Maybe Celestine is trying to get revenge on such a happy, picturesque family. Yeah. She's like, I don't have any of that. Well, not by the end of the movie. They're, not. They're broken up, divorced. Yeah. <laughs> Most of them are dead. <laughs> but uh, the King of Candy, they're above and they're teaching their son, Ling? Leon? Leon? Yeah, Leon. Leon? Yeah, that um, the little mouse fairy will come and take your tooth and give you a gold coin. Yeah. Yeah. Do you believe in the little mouse fairy tale? I don't know. <laughs> a true non-believer. <laughs> but I would, uh, I would put my teeth under my uh, pillow and I would just wake up the next day and they'd still be there. I just got rotting. a rat under my pillow. <laughs> <laughs> but that might have been the tooth fairy. To which I asked, did the mice spread this urban legend or did the bears? Because the bears fear the mice and the mice... <laughs> well, I... <laughs> There's a lot of lore. I like the I like yeah. the inversion that yeah. like, they could tolerate it from afar, but then once they actually see a mouse, yeah, uh, they'd like traumatize the kid, being like, "Wait, that's my tooth fairy!" And they're like, "No, kill it, destroy it." Yeah. So like they are like the fair folk that like they're you know they they're out there and they're you know they they don't look like much, but they can definitely if they all get together they'll mob you and you know 
fuck your stuff up, so you gotta you gotta watch out for mice. So and the bears definitely seemed more upper class, and the mice seemed more like technological. I yeah, guess. yeah. Like, because the bears were like in twenties outfits, and <laughs> downstairs they're using like all these inventions and machinery. Yeah. yeah. So it's interesting how that works too. Downstairs was a little more uh, like steampunkish. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Celeste is drawing in her little book, her sketchbook. She's mm-hmm. drawing some bears as. Her fetish, her bear fetish, is in full effect. Um, and she yeah, drops no her explanation pencil. as to where that came from. Yeah, either. and she drops her pencil to which, like you know, the whole family turns around and goes, "Who's that over there?" And we got a mouse, a mouse. Like, what Kill it. yeah, yeah. It's weird to me that they didn't choose cats for this story. It would have made more sense, right? Cats and bears. Cats yeah, well, and- oh. well, of oh, course. Wait, I like get the it. Old cats and bears <laughs> and boots and cats. <laughs> I get it now. Oh, cat and mice. I think it would make more sense. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but yeah. I, I think it has to do with uh, the s- difference in sizes. Oh, so it's more yeah. endearing if you have but like a Some of these mice figure. were pretty big like, compared <laughs> yeah. to the bear. That's they were like yeah. up to their knees. Yeah. There's like a short person in comparison <laughs> to them. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, um, but Celeste gets found and she nearly gets murdered by this bear family who's like. You know, it's quirky. They're running around the, the bed. The father's running around the bed yep. on his back and charging <laughs> the, the walls. The women uh, women and children are still yeah. on the yeah. bed, too. But Just being dragged around. They would have killed her. They were <laughs> dealing with a home invader. So <laughs> yeah. <don't> I, <laughs> and another question I have is, could mice just easily invade the homes of any of these bears? Because they could get in and out anywhere. Yeah. I guess that's the implication. Because there's, you know, if they're, yeah, so... I, that one, bitch got 12, 12 <laughs> that one bitch got 12 teeth. That one bitch got 12 teeth. Yeah, she did. Yeah. That's how she do that. No one, mm. told, no one told her. What bodies did she leave in her wake? Yeah, so Celeste falls out the window and tumbles into a trash can. And as the bears are cleaning up their house, they throw out the trash and trap uh, Celestine in the trash can. Yep. Yep. Very tragic. Yeah. Spends 40 days and 40 nights. <laughs> and lives on not but garbage. <laughs> um Meanwhile, Ernst, Ernest is uh, busking, so he's a, a master of every musician known to man, and oh, yeah. makes up a quirky song about giving me your baguette and waffle and, <laughs> and all cheese. this stuff, and cheese. And, and children. Yeah, and no one pays him any mind. Yeah. Until the uh, the polar bear cops try to uh, put a stop to that. So. Polar bear cops? Why are the cops all white? I brought I mean... this up. Even the mice cops are all white. Oh, what yeah. are you trying to say there? It's, it's good commentary. There's more. There's more prejudice right there, right? Mm, I don't know. Listen, they were backward societies, unaccepting. I like to think we've grown past it. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so Ernest doesn't get arrested at first, and he just moves out. He goes, "I'm hungry." Searching through the trash cans, and he finds Celestine sleeping. Ponders about eating her for a second. <laughs> Pokes her a little bit. Pokes her a little bit, and she goes, no, don't eat me. I'm nothing but skin and bones. Clearly, you want to eat something more than me. And, you know, what's the bear's natural treat, Dan? Marshmallows. Marshmallows, (laughs) of course. Not salmon, but marshmallows. (laughs) To which she replies, look behind you. The king of candy lives here. (laughs) Where's the dukedom? (laughs) The duchess of uh, sweets. (laughs) I don't know how this hierarchy works in this universe. What makes him the king of candy? (laughs) I, I, Where's his crowd? There's many questions. Like Who elected him? He, he, he must have killed the previous king <laughs> yeah. of candy. He usurped the throne. Yeah, must Does that make him. his wife the queen of teeth? Mm, well, yeah. I hope not. She goes, you need to do me a favor. Help me rob this place here, which is a crime. They're stealing this poor bear family's livelihood, half of it. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
And uh, they break in, they're eating all the candy, Celestine takes a few, and then Ernest is just like, I'm going to chill here for the night. Nothing could go wrong. Uh, Celestine... is <laughs> uh, in a food coma. Yeah, Celestine then goes back downstairs, and we get this whole, ooh, like, witchery that's going on below <laughs> yeah. here. They're, yeah. they're the living... Machinations. Head, yeah, they're handing out soup tureens of cheese and <laughs> whatever <laughs> well, else. As they, a mouse society. Yeah, <laughs> but there's rabbits, so is it, like, all rodents? Because in their statues, they have, like, rabbit iconography. Yeah, so I don't be, know. It'd probably be all rodents. In the Greek age, was it rabbits <laughs> or the scholars? Well, I guess are the, are the pointy ones supposed to be rats? Or shrews or, or something, yeah. yeah. It did look more rat-like yeah. than... Celestine and yeah, we get Celestine's secret drawn of really yeah. softly, and then there's other ones that look like rat burn. So I don't. <laughs> yeah, I would assume it. Congratulations on his wedding, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Enraged a lot of uh, parents out there. <laughs> Congrats! <laughs> How dare this gay rat marry his gay husband on my show? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, PBS! How am I supposed to explain <laughs> love <laughs> to my kids? I just was sitting down with my beer for my casual episode of Arthur. <laughs> When lo and behold, there was a gay wedding. This is not the PBS I signed up for. Happy Pride Month, everybody. (laughs) Um, So bears on top, mice on the bottom. And as I said, they're working on machinations downstairs. They have a lot of uh, pulley systems and shit going on. They have a whole... like a a mill, not a (laughs) windmill, not a water... Yeah, Yeah. something like that. Uh, My first uh, encounter with that was in Mario Sunshine. (laughs) That old water mill, oh, yes. water wheel. We got a water wheel, water wheel, turn, oh, turn, yeah. turn. Tell us the lesson that we should learn. <laughs> um, at the same time, they have this whole dentistry academy. Yeah. No, it's oh, like yeah. the, the tower mo- at the center like, of so- the like civilization. Society, it's, yeah. it, it, it's, you know. The pinnacle is built around teeth. Yeah. And it's like it the d- highest class title yeah. you can have. I think it's funny because when Celestine goes in here, we don't know what this building is, but mm-hmm. it looks like a dentist's office. Yeah. It's that green, like mint green color. That's everywhere, very That's shining true. bathroom green. Yeah. <laughs> it's unsettling. Um, and she goes there, and then I'm like, oh, it's a dentist's office, so what are they doing? And then this one heavy-chested mouse at the desk <laughs> kind of points it out, you know? We gotta, you know, this one uh, blossoming mouse at the desk is like, <laughs> how many do you have? And this little obnoxious mouse girl is like, ah, 12. Good job. Good job, my sweet. <laughs> the I next get boy, more. Yeah, the next boy, only seven. Only seven. But there's incisors in there. They're good quality. <laughs> yeah. And then Celestine. <laughs> I have one. One? One? Oliver twists much. Uh, and they go, get out of here, Celestine. Um, yeah. And then we realize that, like, without their teeth, they can't talk, but also the head doctor, skinny... Yeah, um, scary anime glasses, Well, it's guys. very yeah. waiter It's very waiter from Triplets of Belleville, too. Yeah. Like, his physique, skinny, like, flopping all over the place, yeah. uh, mm. wiry. Um, he tells them that without their teeth, they die. Is that true for mice? I think it, it makes could, sense. He, I think it he could was, be. He, he uh, They're incisors, elaborated right? that they wouldn't be able to eat. They wouldn't be able to... Yeah. Uh, Speak. Gnaw or burrow, maybe. Gnaw <laughs> or burrow. Yeah, well, do they do But that's what they, yeah, this mouse world seems yeah. to be based on, is that they can do everything with their teeth. That's why they have technology. But they also <laughs> have machines we learn about later on that burrow for them. Yeah, but, they, yeah, but they've been, they've managed to have that <laughs> success because of their teeth. Like, ah, that, yes. the, the teeth have enabled them to have, like you know go into an industrial age <laughs> exactly yeah mm-hmm. uh, i put two sound can't talk no more <laughs> uh and celestine doesn't want to be a dentist but she is said to not come back with no less than 50 teeth in hand 
Oof. So she's similar to a what's his name from uh, Rudolph. Oh, yeah, uh, Hermie. Or what an elf practice? But, but yeah. the, the opposite. But, yeah. <laughs> I want to be a dentist. I'm not a nitwit. <laughs> Is that a future watch? Are we oh, going to rank and bass on this? Because yeah. me and Dan are experts on the rank and bass movies as well. Oh, There's a lot of things we're experts on that shouldn't have experts <laughs> yeah, anymore. No. Again, as other people die out, the the energy goes to us, and we just like <laughs> you know, we absorb it. Yeah. <laughs> All the Digimon thing and fucking. Rank Making bass <laughs> in our sleep. Um, so, Dad Candy. Oh, we learned. Uh, we go back upstairs to Leon's family, and we learned that Dad is the candy man and Mom is the dentist. So they got a real family racket going on around oh, here. Yeah. And I have to wonder if the family racket is the reason we're not supposed to sympathize with the horrors that befall them. Is like, yeah. oh, they've been like creating yeah. like a you know yeah. a pyramid been, scheme or you know a, endless loop affecting the health of children yeah. and then profiting off of it. So the profiteers. <laughs> yeah, but, they, they advise Leon. And only eat your vegetables because you're not changing the teeth. You're going to own both businesses and be very rich, and we can't have you like the other dumb bears around here. <laughs> oh man, this is so. This is getting some oh, yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we learn that the mom is like a, a tooth appraiser. She goes, "I have the perfect vintage for you." Picks one set of tooth <laughs> and then shoves it in the person's mouth. I like how they approach you. They're like, "Oh, I have just the model." <laughs> yep. Uh, Ernest escapes. Is he imprisoned at this point? Because he, oh no, he gets, he's in he's the in basement the, still. Yeah. Yeah, and he gets yeah. discovered. Yes. And he tries to Pooh Bear out the window, which is <laughs> one thing that they stole from Pooh Bear, you know, Asmus. Or, well, I'm sure it's famous in bear society. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did bring up, well, I was like, bears don't eat that. And you're like, Jonathan, think of the classic bears. Of, I was like, Yogi Bear, Pooh Bear. <gasps> oh my God, you're right. <laughs> they do eat sweets. <laughs> it all makes sense now. Um, he tries to escape, but he gets arrested by the white polar bear cops. <laughs> who proceed to throw him in the back of it, their squad car. They take him to the oh, drunk yeah. tanks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, only one of them was a few marshmallows. <laughs> um, but Ernestine sets him free by knowing through his bonds, and each time she asks, like, will you do a favor for me? Will you, are you sure you're going to do a favor for me? <laughs> do that favor for me. You, you remember that favor I gave you? Three times <laughs> the pact is made. So. <laughs> yes. And they escape because the doors aren't locked. They just jump out. Yeah. Again, it seems sounds about right. Yeah, society seems maybe in France, relaxed, so. but not in America. <laughs> that bear would be shot on sight. <laughs> no excuse. He's got a marshmallow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, we laugh, but who would ever deal teeth? I put down. Uh, it's all about the color of the skin. Um, so. Uh, the favor turns out to be that Ernest is breaking into the tooth emporium <laughs> at mm-hmm. night to steal the teeth, but he's very like heavy with his movements just yeah. smashing and slamming and Ernestine is like you gotta be a little more cautious of this and he's like no I'll just pick up the safe we'll bring it to wherever we need to um, so we assume they open it uh, Ernestine steals all the teeth and he goes down to the sewers to join them but forgets to come back up yeah like he falls asleep inside the orphanage instead of yeah. finding the exit which mm. uh, yeah yeah, but, 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 <laughs> but he, he falls asleep a lot after uh a night of revelry. During this movie, yeah. He forgets the importance. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, it is winter. It's supposed to be hibernating. Yeah. yeah. Um, Celestine, and that's brought up in the movie, Celestine is hailed as a hero when she brings a bag full of teeth to her. It's very people. short-lived. Yeah, short-lived, because in the orphanage, oh, who should be there in the, the darkened crevice of the room where none of the orphans sleep or anything but Ernest? And he wakes up, and the gray one well, is like, when the mouse wakes, real! <laughs> when the mouse wakes him up, it's uh, supposed to be a reference to... My neighbor Totoro. It is my neighbor. Yeah. It's very with me. Totoro! <laughs> ah! 
<laughs> Paraphrasing. I mean, I voiced the name many years ago, but I do remember my lines very well. Ah! Uh, but it, it does feel like my neighbor Totoro. Um, and he wakes up and terrorizes the mouse people, and they're running all around like this fucking bear stallion. What the fuck are you gonna do? Police! <laughs> police! And first we're like, what are these police gonna do? But then they form like the Amoeba Squad. Yeah, like Optimus. merge into it. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know why they're hunting down Ernestine, even though she just mentions. I mean, uh, Ernestine. <laughs> um, Celestine. Celestine. That's their ship name, then. Ernestine. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> so, Celestine, be Celestine like lets that. sleep that Ernest is down there, but she still has the teeth. Like, why would she be in the wrong? Well, because she, because she, right, like, she goes, bear. like, yeah, yeah Ern, like, oh, Ernest is like, did you bring him? So, yeah. But I would have been like, I brought him down for the teeth. Kill that motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ice that bear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's got more teeth they could use. Yeah. That's true. She's just playing along with the bureaucracy, though. Yeah. She doesn't. She doesn't care about the, uh, the rodents <laughs> either. So she's got no love for them. So yeah, there's a mad dash with all the mice police pursuing them throughout the mouse city, and I liked how the background mice were all like very sketched out, like loosey goosey, like three mm-hmm. D image, two D images of what a mouse like basically looks like. like triangles, like, triangles, <laughs> and it's cute because they're as they're skedaddling, it's like, oh, okay, this gives us a sense of scale of what's going on, and it's a yeah. little bit sketchy, which is what you said the director was going for in the beginning. Yep. Yep. Um, but they escape, and when they open the manhole, they find the abandoned van, and the, the family's like weeping, like, <laughs> who would do this to us and steal all our teeth and candy, and then crash the van into our... <laughs> I don't even know what's going to happen. And then they steal the van and the mother screams and the police are trying to get to them. And uh, Chase uh, is going on throughout the city yeah, with these bumbling they've bears. Al- they've eluded the mice. Yeah. Uh, the mice police, but now they have to deal with the And they do have police. like a little standoff where they're cheering like initially like we're going to get them. Yeah. And then they back down from one another like, mm, I do really like that. Bear. Mice <laughs> bear. Mice well. bear. Why don't they just work? Can't we all just get along? Prejudice. <laughs> Prejudice. <laughs> the fiend. Take a shot every time you hear it. So they escape uh, by ramming the police into a wall, but Ernest is very kind while doing this. Like, oh, it's my turn. You know, I need yeah. to go over here. And they escape into the wilderness where the van is parked on a hill and it slowly starts to roll down. He puts a rock there. The van stays there for the foreseeable winter. And Ernestine is like, well, I have nowhere else to go. And the Ernestine, I said. Yeah, no, I mean, it works. Yeah. <laughs> well, when referring to both of them. Yeah, well, both of them say, like, well, no, because uh, Celestine is, like, did I say that right, Celestine? Yeah. Okay. Celestine is, like, I have nowhere to go. Can I live with you? And right, yeah. like, fuck no. Get away. Give me the candy. <laughs> uh, but she finds a way into his house and into his heart. Oh. <laughs> so it happens that way. She burrowed. She ate yeah. her way through. <laughs> she gnawed her way through those <laughs> arteries to get to that heart. Um. But they eventually decide once they're in the house that I'm upstairs or downstairs. You live in the basement. And she makes the most of it. She makes a little hammock. And gets, a little, gets a little cute doll. Yeah, it's more than she ever had <laughs> at the orphanage. She a little radio and a tea set down there. Very <laughs> cute. And, and trying to get some sleep. She puts on a little hat. Yeah. <laughs> and Ernest is playing the piano. And it's nice. And then he plays it loud. And gets marshmallows <laughs> in his mouth. And, rude. <laughs> it's a nightly routine. Yeah. Nice. And then he goes yeah. to sleep and she's scared and she wants to, you know, I mean, they're snoring. <laughs> yeah. Are we going to talk like this for yeah, the I rest of the I can't podcast? Do it for the, I, mean, I can't do it for the rest of the podcast, but she goes back upstairs and sees Ernest snoring and she draws on his bed sheets and then she loves to draw yeah. so much. 
like a certain boy at this table who loves Ooh. to draw. <laughs> yeah, we have our own little. But people hate me for it. So. <laughs> no, no, yeah, just like Celestine. <laughs> I'm an outcast. <laughs> no. Literally, they're like, "Fuck you, Celestine! Yeah. Draw on your drawings. What you gonna get?" But again, the, the mice have an obvious bureaucracy, so we don't we don't know what jobs a mice like you know they but, can have. But so. still, they need graphic designers. We see posters and you know sculptures. That's yeah. true. That, I, yeah. don't, I, I don't know. I got real little bear vibes from this movie. Does everyone remember Little Bear? Mm-hmm. A little bit, yeah. Nick, you know, there was classical <laughs> yeah. music with like, oh, oh little yeah. bear, are you going out yeah. to visit Emily today? It was, little, very, little it, was bear. Very wa- it was very white. But <laughs> yeah, it had like painterly background. Oh, yeah. Was, like, like the, I would the, watch that stop, shit and so. I would be right enamored because my classical music, I'd be like, oh, he's hanging out with Goose today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a, you know, yeah. quite an episode. that was me. It's like when Black Ish are all in the family does like a race relation. Yeah, I'm like, oh, yes, he went to the pond with Goose today. Sipping my tea. <laughs> Continue. And the, that was my speed of show. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm into this. This no, is good. Well, little Bear was good. Little Bear was also a bipedal, I believe, right? Yeah, there, there was no action in that series whatsoever. It's like, Little Bear goes to bed. Mm, yes, he's going to bed today. Uh, but I just got it from like the watercolor, the piano, the classical music. and I, I completely forget, but I got it because we, we're talking about Little Bear. There was a human in that yes, show, right? Yes, Emily, yeah. Emily. And she had a dog that wasn't sentient. No. Right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right, and I want to make hmm. sure I'm not imagining that. That seems unfair. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, I, that's Michael Boost rules right there. He owns a dog, too. He owns Pluton, remember? True. <laughs> we can't mention the by name. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get sued or conglomerated. Was, it, was there ever a Franklin-Little Bear crossover? No, because oh. all those animals were sentient. Except maybe the birds... Yeah, again, I think birds yeah, no, were. Uh, yeah, I think the birds got the shaft in that one again birds too. Birds get but, the shaft in a lot of things. But they're trolls. <laughs> they're they're intelligent. They know how to mess with people. They're tro- but they, oh, they yeah, the birds. Yeah, they'll fuck with you. Bird will fuck with you. Oh, yeah. I don't know about you. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel Just like Franklin the car, Bird will fuck with you. <laughs> Never cross a black bird's path. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they were the same ish, sort like similar company. They could have done a crossover one probably, but yeah. Yeah. We get a quick dream sequence. <laughs> Another day. I'm, thinking, I'm thinking of Franklin versus Little Bear. <laughs> but oh, fight to the death. That's the but then they settle DLC it, and then the real villains yeah. like Kipper or Oswald the Octopus or oh, something. Oh, Oswald the Octopus. Oh. Was that a spinoff of something? No. That's weird. It might have been Lazy... Not Lazy Town. What was the... There was another town before that with like animated creatures and moving cars and whatnot. It, 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 had an inchworm. it had an inchworm in a car with a little hat. Roly poly No, no. That, was, that was Disney. Those were robots, I think. <laughs> <laughs> they, they were robots, universe. Uh. Just to mention, we're almost 30 on it. So, 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 don't feel bad for us. We already hate ourselves. I mean, bananas in pajamas? I, they're Ooh. coming down the stairs. I, mean. I need a live action reboot. God. So there's a dream sequence, guys. And, I like a good yeah. dream sequence. There's a, a sea of mice swelling up and telling poor uh, Celestine that she failed them and she brought a bear down and she wakes up. And we get the first bookend to this sequence where Ernest is downstairs. So, oh, Celestine, I am not your nightmare. You are a great artist. Did you draw this? And she's like, yes. Well, you must have an art studio then. <laughs> so, are they lovers or is that too creepy right there? Is it's platonic. I, okay, yeah, I assume. I mean, I had like a check. A, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You know, my fanfic daughter. doesn't write itself. I want to make sure I'm doing the fan base justice. <laughs> Oh, uh, you, gotta, you can ship Old Grey with someone, but not. Okay. Yeah. All right, all right. I'm sure there's some uh, videos on the internet you could peruse. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> Dang bodacious. 
<laughs> um, so he calls out an artist, they make an artist studio, and uh, Ernest uh, develops, he has like a cold throughout the whole movie, yeah. and she nurses him back to health and holds a little umbrella as it snows on him, and he falls yeah. asleep and falls into a Homer Simpson like wet dream where he goes to Candyland <laughs> and is eating everything and then realizes that all the mice are eating everything around him, so... It's a real a gluttonous hubris that this character has. <laughs> oh. The pursuit of food and the need to have more. Yeah. That's his goal in life. Yes. And he wakes up and uh, Celestine gives him the same speech like, I'm not here to harm you. I'm not your nightmare. He yeah. goes, don't eat all my candy. Are there any marshmallows? And she's like, of course there are. Uh, wait, because that was that was on the on the bear prejudice side of the thing. Uh, Ernest had made a comment earlier that like once you oh, invite yes. one mouse in, they'll... They'll come in by the thousands and eat you out of house and home. So that was what does that stand anxiety? for in our current day situation? <laughs> oh mm. boy! <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Topical. No, but, oh. Braver than most, uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> French animated movies. <laughs> um, so they wake up and then they're. We see that their um, lives are improving. Uh, and on the radio downstairs, Ernest listens as they're saying, like, oh, these two need to be fucking killed! <laughs> They've committed the worst crimes in humanity! There's a, there's a full media push against oh, them. I, oh, yeah. Every night. Yeah. Night I, after night. I was wondering, does this radio get anything other than the news? <laughs> yeah, I know. Don't they have, like, music channels on yeah. this? Uh, but it's all targeted at them. Yeah. Yeah, propaganda. So the yeah, mice yeah. and bears don't seem to have anything of better mice and to bears. do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so while that's going on, he does hide the information from her, which is interesting. You know, he wants to shield her young mind from the the truth that the world hates them and their love. Oh, yeah. they're, they're living together. <laughs> yes. Sorry about that. They're um, uh, camaraderie. And they have warrants for their arrest for everything. It's like... Didn't really do much. That bear, family, yeah. that bear family had it coming, to be honest with them. That's true. And their Ponzi scheme, whatever they <laughs> uh. were doing over there. Um, so uh, Celestine wants to paint outside, but it's all snowing. It's winter, and that's the reason why no one has come out to track them, because bears are hibernating, and the mice are just, you know, we can't go up there if it's all snowy out. Yeah. Um, so uh, Ernest breaks the stove, pushes it through the snow, and <laughs> says, paint that! And she does. It's yep. cute. Yeah, yeah, again, you know. And then the spring cometh. <laughs> Real Bambi and, uh, style. And a nice yeah. little musical yeah. uh, ambient yeah. sequence. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like real Bambi-esque. I like that. And yeah. um, Celestine runs out and she's like, oh, the spring. But the van, the van's still here. <laughs> and Ernest goes, no, we'll take care of that. To which I initially thought he was just going to paint it green and be like, oh, it's a different color van. <laughs> but no, he proceeds to paint it and it merges into the background. And I was like, yeah. what's this? Tech savory Looney Tunes <laughs> bullshit going on. Uh, Wiley Coyote painted the little thing. I, I liked it. I, liked I, it I did like it too. But um, they do that and then they relax and a, a spring storm comes upon them and he rushes her back to the house and wouldn't you know it, the rain washes away. Let the rain fall down, down and wash my paint. paint. <laughs> and it washes away the paint and moves the rock and, the, <laughs> and through a series of... <laughs> it, it pushes the rock into the mud. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, through a series of happenstances, rolled down the hill into town, bashes every fucking road oh, and yeah. into this poor family <laughs> star again. <laughs> Destroying <laughs> one half of their life. <laughs> <laughs> Yet again, they had to rebuild. Can't blame uh, Ernest or Celestine for that one. Yeah, well, that was just God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amadeus, God, monk. Uh, but I do like how they go, did you hear a sound? And they're like, yeah, it was something downstairs. And it's like, this poor bear family. And we um, never get any resolution for that. It's no. just... 
That's true. That's all we see of them. But uh, don't worry, because the next day the cops are on the case and they discover that if we follow this green paint trail to where it came <laughs> from, maybe we'll find where this car came from. So, you know, that happens. Which is a bit of a, a goof I, I saw on IMDb. Somebody questioned. Wouldn't they wash it, away the tracks? Exactly. In a normal world, maybe. I don't know. But I was thinking, maybe they're uh, like skid marks. You know, if the brakes were on. <laughs> They've etched themselves into the ground. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. But the Parisian cobblestone is ruined in that town. <laughs> <laughs> Prices are going to be in the billions. Paris was never the same. Paris is burning. <laughs> 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 um, and then we get a mysterious masked mouse who sees all this. So we never learned the yep. identity of the masked mouse. Is it just the same dentist dude? He has the same build. I kind of feel like it's. Remember, that. he comes yeah, up and he, he creeps. He's just, I, he's just a spy. He's like, I think he's the <laughs> intel guy. A spy. I, I think it's that overachieving student. Ooh. The one that got twelve teeth. But it's portrayed as like this tall and like masculine hey, features. A whole season had passed, you know. She grew. <laughs> she changed. <laughs> she had to go to the bordello a couple of times. She didn't have enough teeth. Oh <laughs> my goodness! Um, I said Leon's family's ruined, and the cops are coming, so they they walk casually. Both uh, not mice, but we really we get like a double screen of them coming from below, and, and the, the mice are using like a like a chomping. They're using an American tail, like a great rat, <laughs> yeah, digging machine. Yeah, they're yeah. flanking Ernest and Celestine from uh, <laughs> oh, every possible angle. Guys, we're getting dig dug. <laughs> Let's get out of here. <laughs> it's below. Uh, um. So Celestine peers out the window and she sees these bears poking out of trees, and she's like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, they're not good at making a perimeter. Yeah, so. <laughs> which are implied, <laughs> Celestine. Get the gun. <laughs> this is going to end well. It's a real Bonnie and Clyde situation. Oh, yeah. And Celestine's great plan is to go, Ernest, hide in the cellar. I've got the best plan. And Ernest <laughs> hides in the cellar and immediately gets arrested by the mice who dig and go, there he is who don't check above. And yep. the bears break in. Well, and the mice don't want, oh, they do want Celestine. They want but they mostly responsible want. for the destruction of their town. Uh, they mostly want Ernest. Yeah. Uh, but they do arrest him, and then upstairs, uh, Celestine has created the bear mask, which <laughs> walks out with two grenades. It fooled me. <laughs> so long. <laughs> Eat shrapnel. <laughs> um, but she goes, oh, Uncle Ernest, he went to town to get some honey. <laughs> and then the wind blows her mask off, and she's like, oh, shit. <laughs> found out again. I should have thought this through. <laughs> um, but she is arrested by the bears, and both are trialed separately, and yeah. they... Despite living right underneath each other, presumably in parallel like situations, like in their town setup, because yeah. Yeah. the courthouse is above the courthouse, yeah. <laughs> so they didn't realize that the pair was up there. And despite their news media, I mean, we can only assume that the mice tune out the bears and the bears tune out the mice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't listen to the other station. <laughs> None of that mouse music in this house, young lady. <laughs> I want to know who rules this society. I don't know. With an iron fist dictatorship. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. But uh, they're both in their separate prisons that they can easily escape from. And then we get the gruesome, like, they're both going to be executed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Testing out. First, uh, a mouse trap for Celestine, and then to comedic effect, a bear mouse trap for Ernest. <laughs> oh, I love that. And it's gruesome. Like, but yeah, we don't see the bear's head come off, but uh, it's implied. It. Yeah. yeah, we hear the shouts from the people. Yeah, yeah the guillotine falls. <laughs> Let them eat bear. So then they go to their separate courthouses. 
Um, Ernest is being tried by the mice, and the judge brings up the fact that the children are scared of him. And he asks the children, are you scared of me? And they shake their head. Oh. And then Grey One claps, and they're like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Which I found cute. Yeah, yeah and, I thought that was good. Yeah, the same, I, I don't think it was used uh, to the same effect. Yeah. The next time when we see it happen with the bears. Yeah, the same thing happens above, and it's not the same thing. Like, one woman screams, like, oh, it's a mouse! <laughs> well, yeah, because, like, oh, our mothers have nudged, to yeah. fear for you, fear mice or something, because yeah. they'll... Yeah. I, I they'll take our yeah. jobs! <laughs> steal our livelihood! Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it happens, and I do like this bear judge. <laughs> he's, no, he's got a cool design. He does he have does. a cool design. <laughs> He's like very beefy and old and wizened and I, yeah. I don't know if his eyes are like glasses, like monocles. I think or, it, I think it's uh, like balls. Yeah, I think it's like a monocle. He touches them yeah. directly quite a few times. Yeah, but he does have a cool design, and I I thought that Dan would notice that. Yeah, no, he's yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can gonna... usually tell Dan's taste, and I was like, <laughs> yeah, this bear is right up Dan's alley. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, no, he's I, my favorite design in the movie. <laughs> oh, I know what Dan's into. Yeah, and Celestine is like, you know, we can't <laughs> we can't convince you otherwise. Why are you afraid of us? Can't we just coexist in harmony? And they're like, no, 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 kill, <laughs> kill the mouse. And downstairs, it's happening the same way. And the courthouse eventually catches fire. Because yeah, the, the mice judge knocks over his candle in yeah. his like fiery, literal fire and brimstone yeah. speech. He knocks over a, yeah, a lamp. Yeah, and it <laughs> rises and burns down the courthouse above. And both of the judges are on fire without seemingly noticing that yeah. they're on fire. Because they're blinded by hate. Yes, so. mm-hmm. yeah. They can't see with eyes and blinded oh. by hate. Princess Mononoke. <laughs> Anime was so mistake. Trademark. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Plug. <laughs> um, but they, they, both of the, Ernest and Celestine try to save the respected judges. Ernest just picks him up and runs him out to the lake and jumps in. And Celestine takes off like this banner and douses the flame. And then the judge has a poignant conversation with her like, you've saved my life. If we live from this, <laughs> then surely I will grant you any of your desires or any... He, he casually walks out of the oh, courthouse, yeah. just yeah. taking his time. Beams are falling. He's just like, hey, this is happening. And, yeah, and we do we do get the powerful... I think from both of them, it's like, like you saved me, and like, where did my own? Where did the, the mice slash bears go? And where like, did oh, they go? they ran out and left you. Like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I shouldn't have trusted them. Um, but they're both saved, and you know the people are like, "What do you want?" And Celestine's like, "I just want to find Earth." And Earth is just, "I want to find Celestine." We hear him calling from underneath, and they both run and embrace each other, and to which everyone looks on. Aren't they an odd couple? <laughs> and the courthouse collapses, symbolizing oh, yes. something. Yeah. But... <laughs> the end of justice. And Ernest, is, Ernest and Celestine were immediately apprehended and sentenced to death. Yes, and I did like how um, there was this blank background yeah. when Celestine and Ernest embraced because it's like, there's nothing else in the world but those two. Oh. They care very deeply about each other. Everything else fades away. Yes, and we transition to them living alone, you know, together. <laughs> alone together. <laughs> An oxymoron, if I've ever said one. But, but it fits, it works. Yeah, yeah, they're living alone, and they're they're taking to t- care of each other. Apart from alone. the world. Yeah, and it's very cute. And they're writing their own story, and yeah. to which Ernest, like, makes himself the hero. <laughs> and doesn't acknowledge Celestine in any way. He's yeah. like, well, I was just a common a chimney sweep who was searching through the trash one night. And I found this mouse and nursed her back to health. And yep. that's our story. And she's like, I don't think that's how it was told exactly. But we'll let it slide. <laughs> I meant to check. I'm not sure if like the... Because uh, they mentioned making changes to the story. 
at the end of the movie and i'm not sure if that leads into like the books and how those started the their origin story there Mm. um i don't know i couldn't find any references about it yeah and i wasn't gonna order that book myself it's like six dollars wow or a trip to my local library (laughs) what's that (laughs) (laughs) having fun isn't hard if you've got a library card thank you arthur comes again yeah yeah a lot of arthur this episode yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's what we should change this to just an arthur (laughs) that probably doesn't exist well i mean we've got the time (laughs) let's be honest we've talked about digimon arthur and other bbs classics i think Uh, roly polioli was brought up this episode so Really? Are we going anywhere, you got, guys? Got to do cyber chase, zoom. Oh, cyber chase, zoom, zaboovafoo. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So with uh, that, our movie ends. Yeah, fade to white. Yeah. Get white credits. And it burns my eyes. And there's a French song about Celestine and Ernest. That's all Presumably. I got. Presumably. Yeah. Um, but with that, Dan, I don't know if we did this on last episode, and I, I feel bad about it, but we usually give a pizza rating that's one out of eight slices. Depending oh, yeah, on we did much. that for Digimon. Oh, thank yeah, God, because yeah. I'm too drunk to remember. <laughs> but um, we give a pizza rating, one to eight slices. So if you would like to submit your pizza rating for approval. Eight's the, eight, eight's the, the good score, right? So what? Eight's the, the good oh, score, Oh, a right? full yeah. pie is better yeah. than just it's, one it's slice. as much as you would like to eat. I'll give it, I'll give it a full pie, then. A full Ooh. pie?! Oh, I I mean, Digimon was held back by, <laughs> I mean, it, it, not to uh, dishonor myself, but the agile. I mean, no, as I explained <laughs> in the episode, like it was, it was held back because we we found like we knew like oh this was a you know a lot of cuts. This you know this was not missing anything. It was mm-hmm. it was absolutely beautiful. Uh, the like the the animation style was exactly what I like because it was kind of like. Toriyama ish, but better. Yeah. So it was like everything had mm-hmm. good, you know, mm-hmm. you know, just nice, simple, but you know who everyone is, mm-hmm. you know. And as I've explained it, like I, that's my preferred yeah. animation like style. Like Princess so. Kaguya ish, it felt like me too. Yeah. It was a bit simple. Watercolor definitely played a prominent role. Mm-hmm. So nice. very, very sweet movie, very beautiful movie. So I, I would have no eight trouble eight saying. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if that's too generous, mm-hmm. but I'm going to give it. Six point. Yeah, I can't believe I'm doing this. I usually don't give points. I'm gonna give it six point five slices out of eight. Oh, yeah. that's fine. That's, that's pretty like good. Half pot. a point. Yeah, I think it was. Um, I think it was cute. You know, it's yeah. not aimed mostly at us. I think it was a, a cute. Grown as men. Yeah, I think some things were left unanswered for a reason. <laughs> but I want to know more about this lore going on right here. I just agree. so you know. You gotta yep. stay tuned. Yeah, for the either that or I'm gonna universe. write my own. So stay tuned for that. Oh no! But I like this movie. It's very cute. I don't know a if way I'll... to end our anime, June. <laughs> I don't know if I want to hear a version of this movie from the person who asked. Eh, are they they stupping each other? Well, some, <laughs> someone had to ask. It's <laughs> gonna come up on the on the do us fan on the fan Q and A. Do so us fanfic gonna... writers not bleed when you prick us? Do we not laugh when you tickle us? Mm. <laughs> Uh, choice of words then. <laughs> he knew full well what he was doing I'm gonna have to go with uh, yeah, pretty much around the same score 6.7 6.7 oh, out of 8 <laughs> make me the Russian judge <laughs> well, well, well. <laughs> you, you played yourself I did like a fiddle <laughs> uh, no I mean it's, it's just a very oh I've got some choice quotes from uh, critics who know more than I do Ooh. visually charming Yes. Yeah, I couldn't come up with that myself. I agree. Um, 
human story of two unlikely allies. Uh, it is essentially never in my year. <laughs> I'm leaving. Sworn enemies. I still don't get why it wasn't cats. It doesn't make any sense. I showed this to my grandma. She had a heart attack. <laughs> Uh, a mouse living in harmony and befriending a bear. <laughs> who, who could imagine? In this decade of cinema, who could see such a thing? Oh, they've truly run out of ideas. Uh, it is essentially that simple, and it works just fine. Yes. Uh, the coziest movie you'll see all year. Mm-hmm. Every frame is suffused with a fireplace kind of warmth that, for me at least, cast an immediate spell that didn't let up. So... 6.7 out of 8. All right. For all those reasons, it's it's funny. It's uh, cute, a little bit surreal at times. Uh, abstract. And uh, I just I like where they go with this. Uh, uh, the the French, they, they got something going on. Something in the water. Some je ne sais quoi, you would say. What's that? Je ne sais quoi. What? Je ne sais quoi. Je ne sais quoi. I, I don't know what that is. Oh, way of life? No. What is it? It means I don't know what. I don't know what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, never mind. Ah, <laughs> uh, l'avion. <laughs> so quite Cut blue. to commercial. Cut to commercial. <laughs> I can't take you people. Oh. Anyways. That about wraps it up. Where can our audience find you on social media? I don't want to go first. All right, I guess I'll go first. <laughs> you can find me, Jonathan Kwiatkowski, on Losing My Mind JK on Instagram, Drink and Read JK on Twitter. You can follow our other, while well, I'm speaking to the other at the table, our Ooh. other podcast, Anime Was Not a Mistake, on most podcast platforms. And you can follow us, Nightcaps, at the theater on those same podcast platforms. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. We appreciate you. We yeah. love you. Just like Ernest loves Celestine. Uh, like a in family a way. Yeah, In oh, a way. Like a family. Yeah. I'll just drink my wine and leave the day. <laughs> Good wine. Good wine. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> uh, I thought that meant I would go next, but what? he's not ready yet. No, I'm, I'm I'm ready, but I feel like the anime was not a mistake. Leading leads directly to Dan. Oh, oh. well, uh, <laughs> as always, if you want to, you can follow me on Instagram at king underscore danis uh, for. You know, I, I post. I can post some fanciful bear and mice uh, artwork that mm. is, yeah. yeah. Is it well, Tumblr rated X? Or Tumblr doesn't allow. Does not approve of certain, <laughs> certain <laughs> subjects anymore. So I'll save it. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> but now, did the other host? Oh yes. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's it. Um, you could find me in a cabin in the woods, maybe living with a, a mouse or a bear or two. <laughs> And I'll leave that up to your imagination. Yeah. Mm. And, uh, yeah, my name is Matt. It's been great. You could, uh, please, if you loved this recent series of ours, please do check out Anime Was Not a Mistake. It's it's like... Because an- we also talk about anime on that podcast. <laughs> it would be... Don't spoil it. Don't spoil I don't know how anyone would have known that. Don't, don't spoil the surprise. <laughs> right? If you enjoyed anime... And if you enjoyed Anna June, you can eat the cake anime. <laughs> <laughs> eat the cake Anna June. Oh, oh well. So thus, bringing that to a conclusion. Yes, yeah, since that's over, our next theme is an effect to which I 
you know, I suggested to myself and approved it myself that our next theme should be summer lovin' slash summer blockbusters. So movies who okay. either remind you of the loving feeling of summer or have done very well or both. My next pick, yes, it's my next pick, audience, <laughs> happens to be both. The movie which I love, which is centered around summer and a summer blockbuster. And I have three hmm. clues for you. The first is Fuzzy Lollipops. The second is an upright bass. And the third is Shell Oil. Who would have guessed? And that's all I'll leave you with. <laughs> I ship it. <laughs> so if I'm if I'm like the, the you know, if I'm, if I'm the, uh, the third wheel for, for, for hosting tonight. Yeah. Now that you guys are concluding your saga of animated movies, what was your favorite? Oh, well, that helps Ooh. out, too. With a little extra content. It's, it's I don't remember that. So. <laughs> Digimon. <laughs> what was the first one? Digimon. That's, uh... Perfect Blue <laughs> Satoshi Kon, what? Uh, what was Digimon. The, what was, oh, that was the first one we watched, yeah. yeah. Jesus, I forgot already. <laughs> hmm. Huh. Yeah. I think best movie? Perfect Blue. Best experience, Transformers. I think best movie and best experience both belong to Digimon. <laughs> but that's just me. I don't know. What did you like the best, Dan? I, well, I was only present for. So what Digimon. did you like the best? Digimon. Well, there you Digital go. Monsters. Yep. I'm outnumbered. <laughs> Woohoo! We win! Yay! Everything was done the stick. The, the better podcast. Movie. <laughs> All right. Well, good night, audience. Sleep well like a bear. And a mouse. Thank you for joining us for another installment of Nightcaps at the Theater. Special thanks to the Free Music Archive for providing the track Four Way by William Rostrenov's Nomads, an edited version of which you're hearing now. We at Nightcaps sincerely hope you enjoyed this episode. If that's the case, or even if it's not, please remember to rate our show on iTunes and leave a review. It really means a lot. Good night, and binge responsibly.